and after all what authority is there to prove our immigrant nature the shady testimony of western scholars writes ms goldwalker in his book titled we or our nationhood defined we will ensure the implementation of nrc in the country we will remove every single infiltrator from the country except buddha hindus and sikhs said amit shah in april 2019 what do the two statements above have in common and what do they have to do with the aryan migration theory everything as we will show because now for the first time science has given something archaeology and linguistics for no fault of theirs could not a sure-footed answer to goldwalker's question these definitive answers have come only now because only now have scientists figured out how to extract dna from individuals who have been dead for thousands of years and sequence them Tony Joseph in his book Early Indians writes that not only did the Aryans migrate they and three other earlier migrations make up the Indian population as we see it today he uses the analogy of a pizza to explain this he says and i quote the foundation or the base of the pizza is the ancestry of first indians who came to india 65000 years ago these were the out of africa migrants who went on to populate the rest of the world and the source my books is are the harappans the harappan civilization was created by a mixed population of first indians and west asian migrants who reached india 9000 years ago or a little earlier in many ways it's the harappans who are the cultural glue that holds us together the chees are the aryans who arrived in india between 2000 bce and 1000 bce that is about 4000 or 3000 years ago from the central asian steppe region the areas that would be known as kazakhstan They were more prominent in North India than in South India, but they did spread across the Indian subcontinent in various proportions. The toppings are other migrations that brought other components of Indian civilization. Unquote. But what is the RSS idea of India? The origin of our people, the date from which we have been living here as a civilized entity, is unknown to the scholars of history. In a way, we are Anadi, without beginning. Writes M. S. Goldwalker, a man RSS workers reverentially call Guruji. in bunch of thoughts the book closest to being the bible for the sang parivar to distinguish the hindu people from the rest who were just bipeds they were given the name aryas the enlightened while the rest were called mlechas he writes the western concept of territorial nationalism which is the idea that all inhabitants of the country share a national identity irrespective of their differences has emasculated the nation Goldwalker writes he has a more colorful analogy than the pizza one about to describe it it is like attempting to create a novel animal by joining the head of a monkey and the legs of a bullock to the main body of an elephant it can only result in a hideous corpse he writes goldwalker uses another animal analogy to drive home the point a lioness adopts a baby jackal and raises it as her own with her cubs one day the siblings venture out and see an elephant While the lion cubs get ready to fight, the jackal is scared and runs back to his mother, who says, "No doubt you have grown here on my milk, but you cannot help your nature." So, what is to be done with the jackals? Read Muslims and Christians. Goldwalker is a lot more unrestrained in his earlier work, written in 1939, called "We or Our Nationhood Defined." So unrestrained, in fact, that the RSS has officially distanced itself from the book, partly because he writes that Germany's genocide of Jews was a good lesson for us in Hindustan to learn and profit by. 
In the short volume written after he was chosen to head the RSS, Golwalkar writes, The foreign races in Hindustan must either adopt the Hindu culture and language, must learn to respect and hold in reverence Hindu religion, must entertain no idea but those of the glorification of the Hindu race and culture, that is of the Hindu nation, and must lose their separate existence to merge in the Hindu race or may stay in the country, wholly subordinated to the Hindu nation, claiming nothing, deserving no privileges, far less any preferential treatment, not even citizens' rights. V.D. Savarkar, another foundational text of the RSS, defines a Hindu as someone for whom India is their Pitrabhumi, or ancestral land, and his Punyabhumi, land of his religion. This definition contains factors of inclusion as well as exclusion, writes Michael Witzel, a Harvard academic. Non-Hindus such as Muslims cannot be proper Indians unless they are Hindu-Muslims, that is Hindu by culture and Muslim by religion. Conversely, all Indian non-Christians and non-Muslims are automatically counted as Hindus, even the aboriginal tribal populations. Amit Shah's comment on the NRC at the beginning of this article is particularly illustrative and now can be put into its proper context. Shah has this time expanded the definition of infiltrators from Bangladeshi immigrants to conceivably every Muslim and Christian in the country. Buddha, Hindus and Sikhs can however stay. In other words, it has factors of inclusion and exclusion as defined by Witzel. It is easy to see how the ideological thread remains unsevered from Goldwalker and Savarkar to the present-day leadership of the BJP. It is even easier to see how the edifice crumbles down in the light of scientific truth. What does science say? Aryans did indeed migrate from the grasslands around present-day Kazakhstan, known as the Stepping. They arrived after the decline of Harappan civilization, thus the Harappans are pre-Vedic. The Aryans who came were predominantly male, probably in warrior bands of 10 to 15. After the arrival of Aryans, the local males were almost eliminated from the gene pool. This suggests that the new arrivals did not always come in peace. The highest percentage of DNA from the steppe can be found today in Brahmins, the traditional custodians of Vedas in Sanskrit. The Dravidians, genetically speaking, have higher ancestry from the Harappans. The idea that a nation must have one culture, one language, one race and one religion is hardly original to the Sangh Parivar. In the 1920s and 30s, while the Hindutva ideology was taking shape in India, a similar power was rising in the West. Ein Volk, Ein Reich, Ein Führer was the rallying cry of the Nazis. The race spirit which Goldwalker invokes multiple times and according to him will awaken and subjugate the foreign races is equivalent to the German Volksgeist, as Christopher Jaffalo argues. Genetics, however, teaches us that there are no pure races. Even those who think of themselves as Aryan carry more than 50% of their DNA from the out-of-Africa first Indians. There is no master race or sons of the soil. No one among us belongs to a foreign race. We are all migrants. However, if we were to follow the Sung's logic, who among us has a better claim to the ownership of the land than the rest? Ideally, it should be a tribal woman because she is most likely to be carrying the deepest rooted and widest spread mtDNA lineage in India today, M2. In a genetic sense, she would represent all of our history with very little left out. Is it such a surprise that she is the most oppressed person imaginable in modern day India? History is full of such ironies. When the Aryan invasion theory was first propounded by Orientalist Europeans such as Max Muller, India's upper caste nationalist elite were quick to embrace it. The idea that the Europeans and the upper caste have a common ancestry provided legitimacy to the colonial rule, writes Braj Ranjan Mani in Debrahmanizing History. 
it also gave a notion of social superiority of the hindu elite which legitimized the brahmin and allied castes as natural leaders of indian society gandhi himself while advocating for better treatment of indians in racist south africa in 1893 in a letter pointed out to the authorities that both the english and the indians spring from a common stock called the indo aryan he complains that a general belief seems to prevail in the colony that the indians are a little better if at all than savages or the natives of africa the hindu revivalists were also initially warm to the idea the vanguard of hindu conservative movement started by dayanand saraswati was tellingly called the arya samaj saraswati's disciple swami vivekananda considered it considered max muller the modern avatar of sanat Vivekananda would later accuse the British of educating those ignorant, illiterate, low-caste people who toil fields in their loin cloth and are of the non-Aryan race. However, much had changed by 1939 when Golwalkar wrote, "We or our nationhood defined a kinship with the Britishers was no longer desirable." This U-turn, however, left Golwalkar with the task of having to deal with his role model Bal Gangadhar Tilak's assertion in 1898 that the Aryans had come down from the North Pole. This he does rather hilariously. Golwalkar says it was not the Aryans who came from the North Pole; it was the North Pole which left the Aryans. The Arctic home in the Vedas was verily in Hindustan itself, and that it was not the Hindus who migrated to that land, but the Arctic zone which emigrated and left the Hindus in Hindustan. The foundation laid by Savarkar and Golwalkar was in due course of time expanded into the indigenous Aryan theory and out of India theory by a cottage industry of Hindutva friendly historians and ideologues. That the theory gave legitimacy to the Hindutva's politics of exclusion is quite obviously not a coincidence and it remains the RSS stated position on the subject. If as the out of India theory claims the inhabitants of India who were Vedic Aryans of course spread their culture and Indo-European languages to West Asia and Europe it also stands to reason that they would have also taken their genes with them. According to the study none of the population groups in West Asia or Europe had ancestry from the first Indians except one. The Roma earlier called the Gypsies a small nomadic people heavily discriminated against thus carry genes from the first Indians. This is the exception that proves the rule writes Joseph it that should be that for the indigenous aryan theory then although the theorists are unlikely to concede defeat in the 1920s excavations along the indus valley unearthed the harappan civilization it was soon clear that it was a wonder unmatched by any contemporary civilization harappan cities had grid like streets citadels public baths and castles almost all the houses many of them two storied had separate baths and toilets something many indians don't have to this day it was quite clearly the crowning glory of indian civilization soon began efforts to co-opt them into aryan scheme of things it was claimed as quite naturally follows from the idea that aryans are indigenous that the harappans were vedic aryans There was strong archaeological evidence to refute this. The most striking being the near absence of the horse and chariot in the Harappan civilization and the centrality of the same in the Vedic culture. In the language of genetics, Tony Joseph writes, the Harappans contributed to the formation of the ancestral South Indians by moving south and mixing with the first Indians of peninsular India and also to the formation of the ancestral North Indians by mixing with the incoming Aryans. After the Harappan civilization declined, India had to wait for more than a millennium after the Harappan civilization for its second urbanization that began after 500 BC. The incoming Aryans coming as they were from the grasslands of the steppe where they were herders had a mobile lifestyle and a distaste for urban settlements. 
After the collapse of their civilization, the Harappan elite migrated to the south. There, they found a more congenial atmosphere for their language and culture, partly because the Aryans had not yet reached peninsular India, writes Joseph. Therefore, if anyone can claim the legacy of the Harappan civilization, it is the Dravidians who speak languages born out of the Harappan tongue, which we know thanks to remarkable linguistic evidence outside the scope of this article, and carries a higher percentage of Harappan ancestry. However, it is important to note that the elements of Harappan culture merged with that of the Vedic Aryans and other strands of our multi-source civilization to produce many of our current practices. Harappans are the glue of our civilization, Tony Joseph. They are the source of the Pizza Nation.